Hello. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Ray Walters. I'm your host. And you have reached the home of Wind of the Spirit Bible ASMR. How are you today? Glad to have you with me. Today I thought we'd read from the book of Isaiah. Passage will be chapter 31. So let's get started. You can follow me along, follow along with me if you want to. I'm using the King James Version. And you are most welcome, whatever you want to do. If you want to read the King James Version, if you want to read another version, that's follow you can follow along with any version you want. Just as long as it's not the mixed Bible. Because the mixed Bible isn't correct. Okay? <laughs> so anyway. Let's go ahead and start with chapter Isaiah chapter 31 and verse 1. Woe to them that go down to Egypt for help and stay on horses and trust in chariots because they are many and in horsemen because they are very strong. But they look not unto the Holy One of Israel, neither seek the Lord. Yet he is also he also is wise, and will bring evil, and will not call back his words, but will arise against the house of the evildoers, and against the help of them that work iniquity. Now the Egyptians are men, and not God, and the horses flesh, and not spirit. When the Lord shall stretch out his hand, both he that helpeth shall fall. And he that is holpen shall fall down, and they also shall fail together. Now the word holpen, H-O-L-P-E-N, is a fancy King James word for being helped. <laughs> so, in case you were wondering, <laughs> yeah, we just say that we're being helped. He that is being helped shall fall down. And they also shall fail together. And sometimes I go through these words in King James and I'm like, Whoa! Hold the horses, buddy. I need to look over that one again. Whoop! Right on my head. So let's get started again with four. We're right there at, at verse four. For thus hath the Lord spoken unto me, like as the lion and the and the young lion roaring on his prey, when a multitude of shepherds is called forth against him, he will not be afraid of their voice, nor abase himself for the noise of them. So shall the Lord of hosts come down to fight for Mount Zion and for the hill thereof. As birds flying, so will the Lord of hosts defend Jerusalem. Defending also, he will deliver it, and passing over, he will preserve it. And go on to verse 6. Turn ye unto him, from whom the children of Israel have deeply revolted. For in that day every man shall cast away his idols of silver, and his idols of gold. <laughs> 
which your own hands have made, and unto you for a sin. Then shall the Assyrian fall with the sword, not of a mighty man, and the sword not of of mean man, shall he shall devour him. Other words, the Assyrian will not fall by the hand of a man, or by the weapons of men, but it shall he shall fall by the weapon of the Lord. The Lord Himself shall take him out. And his young man shall be discomfited. We're going to, to verse 9. He shall pass over to his stronghold for fear, and his princes shall be afraid of the ensign, saith the Lord, whose fire is in Zion and his furnace in Jerusalem. So here we have the children of Israel that rebelled against God as many times they had in the Bible. If you look at, you know, the Old Testament, you know, we had uh, things were good. God blessed the children of Israel with great produce and, you know, they had many babies and had many camels and, 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 you know, oxen and all livestock they needed and, and God gave them great blessings and then they would forget God and turn away from God most high and then he would have and then they would follow after idols the idols the idols of the people the nations around them which God had told them don't follow the idols of the nations of the gods of the nations around you and don't even mix and mingle with them you know some of them were giving their children they're giving their husbands or their I'm sorry they were giving their sons and daughters over to they were marrying foreign people. And that was a no-no. You know, God said, don't marry the foreigner. You know, for one reason, it's because the foreigner will lead your heart away from me, said the Lord. You know, you, the foreigner will lead them away from God. And, and, and cause them to stray away from the Lord, their God. And that's exactly what happened to the children of Israel. They mixed and mingled the ways and cultures of other places. Instead of keeping true to the word of the Lord, to the precepts and to the doctrine and to his commandments, they went after false idols. They made things of gold and silver with their hands and they worshiped things that looked like animals and beasts of the field. And they, they, they worshiped things that looked like men and angels. And God became very upset with them. God loved the children of Israel, but was very angry and distraught. You know, he wouldn't even, he wasn't pleased when they brought their offerings to him. You know, he didn't want those offerings because their heart was not right. They would bring the sin offering, and yet they were still sinning toward him. They were still sinning against him. So, you know, he didn't delight in their sin offerings. He didn't delight in their peace offerings. He did not want Anything to do with their, their burnt offerings and their sacrifices, it made him sick, if you want to say, you know. So, God became very upset. And the king of Assyria, he used the king of Assyria against them, you know, to, uh, uh, let's see, he was, used, he was, that was their punishment. He brought the king of Assyria 
as punishment against them. Well, they really open themselves up to it by disobedience, and we find in our own lives we disobey God when we disobey His order, His word, when we disobey His commandments. We open ourselves up to the devil and his attacks. Now, the devil attacks us anyway. When we're doing the right thing, Satan will try to attack us. We have attacks that come at us. The enemy will try to attack us when we're doing what God says us, tells us to do. But also, you know, when we walk in the way of the Lord, when we, we walk according to his commands and his precepts, and we do what he tells us to do, we, 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 we kind of have a hedge of protection around us. It, when we're doing these things that God says to do, we're walking in obedience to him, we're trusting him, we put our faith in him, we worship him, we give him glory, we give him a tithe, we give him the first of our increase. We do these things that are important in our lives. We keep ourselves clear and clean from abomination, from doing that which displeases him. And when we obey him and walk in his ways, we are safe, more safe. We're more safe. We have a hedge of protection around us. And there are so many benefits that come when we obey the Lord. Now, I'm not saying you obey the Lord just for the benefits. But the point is, is, it comes from that. When you do what God tells you to do, when you obey the Lord, He provides for you. He takes good care of you. Now, you may have attacks of the enemy, because he's always trying to find a way He's trying your faith to see if your faith is sound, if your faith is strong. He will always try your faith. But he will not succeed. Don't let him succeed. Don't, don't give up. Don't get bit worried that God's failed you. But a lot of times when things happen to us, we want to blame God. Maybe we need to examine ourselves and say, God, is there something in my life that's not quite what it should be is there something area in my life that I'm doing something I'm doing that that I shouldn't be doing is there a, a sin that I'm secretly hiding or you know we need to examine ourselves all the time because when we don't when we don't follow the way of God as you see in the 31st chapter of Isaiah things go wrong these people were so disobedient, instead of turning back to God when things got worse, they looked to man to make them better. Now, isn't that like us looking to elections to solve our problems in this world? In America, especially, we had the elections. Elections didn't go the way they should have. We know there were things that happened. I'm not going to go into that. But many of you know what I'm talking about. There was some shadiness. But some people won that didn't get it. So just, just put it that way. Anyway, but we look to man, when we look to a politician, when we look to, to another, even a pastor in a church, to, 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 when we look to them, instead of looking to God, we kind of make them like an idol. It's, it's kind of idolatry to do that. And it displeases the Lord. 
God, we're supposed to look to God and not to man. The, the children of Israel, in their defiance toward God, were desperate, so they looked. They weren't going to go back to God, so they decided to go to man and get help. So they went to the very place, Egypt. Now, Egypt is the place where God brought them out of. Now, did he bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? That was the house of bondage, the land of bondage. They were in slavery for 400 years. And they forgot all about this. And they turned to their past enslaver for help. Now, how insane is that? Well, see, that just tells you when, you, when you're in sin, sin messes with your noggin. You know, when you were in sin, I, I got news for you. Sin will make you stupid. Amen? Sin will make you completely stupid. If you are in sin, it will make you stupid. It will fog your, it will fog your decision-making process. And you will not make the right decisions, and you will continue to blabber on faltering and, and getting in all kinds of trouble. And people then start telling lies to get up another lie, to get up another lie. And next thing you know, instead of going back to God, they went to their old they went to their old home, which was Egypt, that kept them in bondage and slavery for four hundred years. It's just like when Moses brought them out he brought them out, and they're standing there at the Red Sea, and the Egyptians are coming down. And, did you bring us out here to die, Moses? I, you're supposed to be helping us. I thought you did. You bring us out here to die, and you had people complaining about everything. The children of Israel, a lot of them, complain about everything. Well, we don't have this, and we don't have that, and there's no water. And God broke. You know, water came out of the rock. You know, and they, well, we're hungry. We don't have any food. So, manna, he made manna come from the sky. And they weren't satisfied with that, right? They had manna, the, 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 the bread of heaven, if you will. Bread of maybe the food of the angels, if you will. And they still weren't satisfied. Oh, they complained. We have to have meat. And they grieved the Lord when they complained. They were complaining in their tents. And grieving the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Grieving him. And he gave them meat. He gave them quail. If I'm not mistaken, it was quail that came down from the sky. Lots of quail. He said, I'm going to give it to him so much, he's going to bulge out of their ears and their eyes and everything. You know, God was not happy. So we as a people need not to be doing what they did. You know, we don't depend on men. Don't look to your elections. Don't look to public officials to solve the problems in this nation. It is time we get on our knees in prayer and repent for what we've done wrong. If we got sin in our lives, repent. Get it out of your life. Get it away from you. Get far away from sin. Repent of it. We pray. We fast. We seek the Lord. We seek his face with a hoping and complete hope and heart to him, an obedience. And he will bring us through in this nation. Will bring, he will bring us in this nation through. And not only this nation, but other nations around the world. They're going through a lot of turmoil too. You see China going through turmoil. Other places too. 
So, you know, we learn from the children of Israel. So, you know, they 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 got all they got all decide. Well, we're not going to go back to God. We're going to seek the Egyptians. That was pride right there too. Pride will do that because they didn't want to fess up and admit they were wrong. That's probably another part of that right there. So they seek the Egyptians for help. Well, woe to them! The Lord is saying this in here that you know because you trusted in in the Egyptians and in the chariots and in the horses. I'm bringing this upon you. And as far as the Assyrian is concerned, no, nobody, no man is going to take him down. No man is going to take the Assyrian out. I, myself, the Lord, will do it. That's basically what he said. You know, let me see if I can find that again. Uh, see... Anyway, so that is exactly what happened. That's what happens when we turn away from God. We look to other things, when we make other things more important than Him. How many idols do we have in our lives? Anything... People say, well, I have no idols, right? I have no idols in my house. I don't have idols. Well, the thing I have to ask you, and we have to ask ourselves, we have to be honest with ourselves about our relationship with the Lord. Every one of us needs to take an account of our lives every day in our walk with God and see, where are we at? Where are we at in our walk? You say, I don't have any idols. Here's the thing about that. Anything that becomes more important than God in your life is an idol. If it's more important than God, if you spend more time, like, you know, say the internet. Some of us, I know I've had trouble in the past. I've been on the internet too much. Or I've been on Facebook or whatever. And I've God's had to say, you know, you, you need to cut that back on her. A little bit, you know, you're you're spending more time with the internet than you are with me. And you know, I tried to use the internet to teach the word of God or to 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 inspire people or to give encourage. I don't really inspire. I give encouragement. I'm more of an encourager. I try to encourage people. I'm not really trying to preach to anybody. I'm just trying to encourage anybody, everybody in the struggle that we all go through. A struggle in this world. Uh, we just want to encourage each other. It's a good thing to encourage each other as Christians. And and be an encouragement. And, and sometimes that means a little reproof too. You see a brother in sin. You see a sister in sin. And they see you in sin. You know, you got to say something to them. But you don't say it to them in anger and cruelty. But, you know, if you don't want to let them go on doing what they're doing, if they're doing something they shouldn't be doing, according to God's standards. Because you care about that person. It leads them to hell. You don't want anyone to go to hell, do you? So we don't want people to drift away from the Lord. So we encourage each other. It's good to encourage each other and build each other up and not tear each other down. That's a whole different segment I could talk about tearing people down. Uh, but, yes, that's the... that's the uh, that is a chapter I wanted to read from Isaiah today, and I hope I haven't babbled on too much about it. But, you know, if you read it with me, 
you, you get the gist of what's going on. You know, it's important that we keep our eyes on the Lord. It's important that we stay close to God and that we don't let other things go in his place. We don't put our trust in men, our chariots or, you know, you know armies. We don't put our trust in armies. We put our, so, we put our trust in the living God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He is the one that delivers us. He is the one that sees us through. So I want to encourage you today to put your trust in God and not anything else and seek Him with all your heart. As the Word of God says, and, and I think it's in the, I believe it is in the, it's either in the third chapter of Proverbs or the tenth chapter of Proverbs. But it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will direct your path. He will direct your path. He will put your feet, put your feet on the right path, get you going the right way, and keep you on that path if you keep with Him. We walk by faith and not by sight. We don't walk by what we see, what we hear, or what we feel around. We don't let our emotions tell us what to think. Because Satan... He is a creature that is, he cannot walk in the faith realm. If we're walking in faith, walking by the Spirit of God, he cannot get in that realm. He is strictly stuck in the realm of the five senses. That is where he is stuck. So when we walk by faith and not by sight, he can't do too much to us. Now he can try. He can try to get you to drift. But, you know... You just have to be vigilant. So, I want to pray with you, all of you, if that's okay. Heavenly Father, come to you today in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior, King, and Lord. I thank you for these people that have come here to listen to the podcast, to share a time with me. Lord, I pray that you would bless them especially. Put a special blessing upon each and every one of them, Father God. I pray that you would put a healing over them, Father, if they need healing. I pray for healing in their bodies in the name of Jesus, that they would be sound from the top of their head to the soles of their feet, Lord. That they would receive healing. Whatever miracle they need, if they need a miracle in their life, a breakthrough, Lord, I just pray that the doors of that would open up and they would receive that breakthrough, whatever it might be, maybe a new job. Maybe some money that was supposed to come to them and didn't come, I pray it would be released to them, Father God. That finances would be released to them. Lord, that, that health and healing. I pray for healing in their marriages. I pray for healing in their bodies. I pray for healing in their relationship with their children. Maybe they have a child that's been gone for a while and they haven't heard from. I pray for healing in the relationship. I pray that that child would... We call them, Lord. I pray that they would receive a call from their child, that they would come back home. I just pray for their healing, Father God, in every restoration, in every way. You are the healer. You are the healer. You are Jehovah Rapha. You are the God that heals us. You are Jehovah Jireh. You are the God that provides for us. You are our Lord and Savior, King and all. 
And everything we need and everything that we must have in our lives comes from you, Lord. You are so good to us, and we thank you, Father God, for all your blessings and your provision. I thank you for all these people. We bless them, Lord, in the name of the precious, powerful name of Jesus. I pray, amen and amen. Well, God bless you all. I hope you have a wonderful, blessed day. I'm sure you will. And I look forward to seeing you all again or hearing you. Well, I don't see you, but <laughs> I hear you. You hope you hear me. So anyway, if you if you get a blessing from this, let me know. Either way, I just hope you have a wonderful day. God bless you all. I'll see you next time, okay? Bye-bye.